0: have some very exciting news
1: what's that liz
0: here this episode after three seasons of doing this both personally and professionally i am just pleased as punch to report that here we have our very first episode where we actually planned out what we're going to discuss People have been wondering forever, for three seasons, are they finally going to get their act together? Are they finally going to have a coherent map and plan of attack, or are they just going to riff endlessly for an hour? And I am so pleased to finally announce that we have an actual direction for conversation this hour.
1: This is surprising, folks. Even I am shocked.
0: We had a literal brainstorming session. We laid out the territory that we will be covering uh I am not even uh even a little bit surprised if we start planning out jokes previous to actually saying them at this point if we actually think before we speak.
1: Oh, I doubt that we're going to do that. We're not that good.
0: Oh, uh, well maybe maybe in three more seasons we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we uh we could learn from our forebears. We could learn from the Disney corporation. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why do we even have to bother doing things new? We can just keep doing the same stuff over and over again.
1: Okay, yeah, but um Where's the four bears? I don't see four bears. I I don't even see any bears.
0: That is the kind of humor I expect from a pre-planned episode. I, I <laughs> they're behind you, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, they're 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 lovable bears. They're cuddly bears. We th- we it's bear just, bears. It's four panda bears.
1: Oh, I like panda bears. George Carlin, Flava. She's Elizabeth,
0: <laughs> he's Aaron, and,
1: and we're, we're married, married
0: to the, the idea. idea, and never fear, we will never have an opening planned.
1: No, no, we fly by the seat of our pants for those, always and forever.
0: Always and forever, amen.
1: Well, today's episode, as always, is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs download a title free and start listening it's that easy go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea
0: you can follow us on facebook at married to the idea you can check out our website to the for more links and it is season three so it is the start of our patreon patreon.com slash marriage the idea where you can decide how much money you want to throw at us to get your stuff on the map
1: Yeah, if you have a personal message you want to share with, you know, the six people that listen to us or the...
0: Lies upon lies, Aaron. Every time you say that...
1: I said six people, not listener. Six people. (laughs) Because uh, come to find out recently, that number is a bit bigger than I thought.
0: Well, see, we'll just always shoot low and then who knows how many people eventually will. Maybe by our 100th episode. Which is still a ways away, but it's yeah, never well, too early. Yeah, we'll
1: love to actually count soon. I, I I know we're we're past fifty, but we're not we're not up to a hundred yet.
0: Not even by a long shot. But if you have been listening to our episodes, you will know that we are in the summer of Disney, and Aaron is torturing me because he insists that the summer of Disney includes the live action remakes. And ever since the live action Beauty and the Beast, a little part of my soul has died. And I don't know if I'll ever really get it back. And I do not think today's movie, Aladdin, really helped to recapture that magic for me.
1: Yeah. It was not...
0: uh, Let's preface. It was not as bad as a live-action Beauty and the Beast. No. Not by a long shot. We had a
1: couple friends ask us about it after we watched it. And we told them, it was like, okay... It's worth a watch. It is not as bad as the Beauty and the Beast, or at least our viewing of Beauty and the Beast.
0: Correct. Uh, The main characters, the main actors, are all very likable. The action isn't overplayed, and there are changes that they make that are interesting, if a little underdeveloped. We're going to try, though, to start with what we like because there are a couple things that I think we like about the new one. We are going to assume you're all familiar with the original.
1: Yeah, we we will we'll touch on uh connections or the comparison later on uh to also entice you to stay, you know, throughout the whole episode.
0: Has this really changed my opinion of the live action Disney remake? No. 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 no.
1: Cinderella didn't really do that well. Maleficent was Okay, an interesting idea. And ideal. now there's
0: Maleficent 2, sexy, evil Maleficent. Will they actually <sighs> let ble- her be Michelle evil? Michelle
1: Pfeiffer. Michelle, you can do so much better than this.
0: Will they actually let Maleficent be evil? Mistress of all evil, as the sir title implies? Perhaps. Will they continue to dress female characters in scantily clad clothing, even the Maleficent always wore a giant-ass cape? Who's to say But maybe as long as Angelina Jolie is still there, we'll still keep taking all of her clothes off.
1: I liked the character development for Maleficent, but at the same time, the story was so convoluted and unnecessarily thick.
0: There's been a recent trend with these live-action Disney remakes of responding to criticism that has been lobbed at the Disney formula for many, many years. So the idea of a fairy tale being told anew is nothing... Disney didn't start doing that. That's been a popular trope in fantasy and in young adult books for quite some time. I really enjoyed the whole twist on a fairy tale thing. I, my first novel is a twist on a fairy tale thing. I get the appeal of it. It's interesting to explore these familiar character archetypes from a different point of view. But there is something different that the Disney Corporation likes to do that by twisting but remaining faithful to the original source material, you end up with flatter characters. Characters who will eventually have to end up right back at square one, much like doing a prequel. You know they're not going to go too far off-brand. And if they do, it'll be in a really weird direction, like making Maleficent a caring mother for some reason. When there's, I think, a bunch of different characters you could do that with. Like where is my marvelous mad Madame mim movie I want to see, see that origin that, story uh, her and Merlin dueling throughout would the ages be
1: so cool
0: yep Yep, yep. I really think that Disney could do better. I think they learned how to do that with Star Wars, to be quite honest. The Solo movie did really well, and people liked it, even though they were a little bit afraid about the whole thing. I think if you focus on these side characters from these Disney movies, you might have a better luck. And I think that's why Maleficent, they're doing a second one of these, because she's not the main character. Aurora doesn't get much fleshed out. And that's why I think it's a little weird to do that, because Maleficent was pretty clear-cut as a perfect villain... But she's the one they give a backstory to. Meanwhile, Aurora, who maybe has ten lines in the whole movie, no, we couldn't develop her anymore. No, she's already fine the way it is. Uh, guys, <laughs> methinks you've left a gold mine here. You could do anything with this character because she has not much to bring to the table. See, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, uh, I'm of the thought processes that Disney has these properties. Um, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, these these properties that were done pretty well the first time around.
0: That's the problem. These are and all too good.
1: These are all too good. And they're like, oh no, we can still wring out some money out of them. And and then you've got you've got some other properties that maybe you can explore. I mean, the live action jungle book was not my favorite um by any means, but they did look at it a different couple different ways, and I was like, okay, I liked how they explored it in a different avenues. You've got other avenues that you can explore. Now I'm glad they didn't, but if they if this thought process was coming around during the Narnia craze and um and everything else that was coming around with it, so the young children in Fantasyland, uh, that you know the <laughs> Bridge of Terabithia try to. Uh, you know strike while the iron was hot type thing a sword in the stone live action would have been a great thing for that because while that movie was good it's not as good as high quality high caliber as beauty and the beast cinderella you know all these other ones that they are like oh even though these movies are uh recognized as classics as as fantastic movies we're gonna we're gonna redo it no it needs to be redone
0: it comes from a place of comfort it's easy to remake the really popular stuff it is bold and risky to remake the middling stuff i watched the remake of pete's dragon on netflix one day it's probably the best one of the disney remakes i've seen so far and i have no words to describe it it's Earthsea, rootsy, very Appalachia, but it's also very dark and 80s, and that childhood is tough and not everything turns out your way sort of vibe that Don Bluff really nailed down.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
0: so completely odd. But of all of the live-action movies, I've enjoyed that one the most. I actually cried at the end of that Pete's Dragon remake. And, and see, I haven't really cared about any see, of these others.
1: Pete's Dragon originally was a very weird movie. Let's be perfectly honest. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just it's a very weird movie. I, I I have not seen it as an adult and I barely saw it as a kid. It was kind of Mary Poppins. I put it in the same category as Mary Poppins. I know I've probably seen it, but I don't remember much of it. I just remember it, like there was a point when the kid is in the town and like the dragon is there too, but no one can see it. and that it made me think that the dragon was imaginary, but it's not. So
0: the Disney live action movies back in that time period had this problem of going off on tangents.
1: You mean like what we're doing right now? Very
0: much so. The dragon kind of gets forgotten, literally turned invisible, and it becomes more about this flim flammer who's rolled into town trying to steal dragon blood because it'll make his magic weird stuff anyway. As it stands, live-action land is not going to turn anyone's heads. I think they're really banking on Lion King being the thing that makes this. I just don't get what the deal is. I don't know what they're trying to do with these live-action remakes besides make money. They're not going to get any Academy Awards for them. They're not going to be breaking any boundaries. You can't remake the remake. So what is the end game? Is this literally just to make money so you can do other projects? Because if it's true, if that's so... Like if we're gonna get more Moanas and this frozen two looks pretty baller, if we're I gonna didn't get see the new
1: trailer, but I'm, I already know it looks fantastic. If
0: we're just gonna get like and we're eventually gonna get into too many sequel town. Like already Toy Story Four, I've heard good things about, but I already think for me it's pushing the barrel. Fresh.
1: I mean, like I know that's hard to do, especially for this one. Everyone is like on a, a fatigue for Toy Story. It's like how the third one ended and just closed that book and then rip the book back open for this. You're like, ah, not... Na-. Even with the addition of Key Peel. you're like... Eh,
0: eh. Uh, Pixar fails very rarely, so I think we have that behind them. They, they tend to not do stories unless they are certain they are going to do well.
1: Cars 2... Cars even two Cars there, 3 was Cars it, was
0: just there to make money. Let's, let's be very clearly honest. It was there to sell toys.
1: And, and Incredibles 2 was... They tried, but was as good as the first one, which you can take as a positive or a negative, however you want to look at it. It was not better than the first one, but it was no worse than the first one either. The story was interesting, but it wasn't better than the first story. It was basically how Helen had to come to grips with being um, still being a stay at home mom and dealing with her kids it was Bob's turn and then how Bob b- played secret agent and did everything like that in the first one it's Helen's turn it's it's kind of like all they did was switch roles and
0: they kind of spend the first five minutes getting back to square one where they can't use their powers and they're back in hiding and it's like telling the same story again maybe a little bit that kind of happens we do get the good characters though so I think that was what saves it and I think that honestly what's saving Toy Story 4 is Forky who has existential dread out the wazoo and doesn't know why he's alive and i i can't, i'm not going to speculate why that strikes a chord with so many people today but i'm just going to say we live in troubled times and leave it at that i think
1: so can we actually get on to the movie that we're supposed to be talking about
0: all right will smith is very likable
1: will smith is incredibly likable he is and no robin williams he he is no robin williams however He knows that Um, he actually did an interview with Ellen and he was like when they initially offered this to him and he said no because he didn't want to step on the the toes of Robin Williams. And, you know, honestly, I can see that not like, oh, you know, I I feel that will, you know, go you. It's more I see that in how he approaches the character. I just read a trivia bit in how he approached it and let's because Robin did this character, the genie character, as a crazy, zany uncle who really likes stand-up. Kind of Robin in real life, in a way. And that's what made him lovable, because Robin was so lovable. Will Smith's genie is kind of a zany DJ character who is he's a good friend, but you kind of have to get through a couple walls to get to that that core person kind of like fresh Prince. And that's why it's likable. Again, uh, some of the, um, the, the trivia has helped me out with that. And he's, he even says that he pl- tried to play it that way that bring a little hip hop flavor to Disney. And-
0: yeah. I think that's the real big con, not the hip hop part. Bless him they needed to give him more they needed to let him be himself because that's what made robin williams so good as a genie they let him be himself and they worked within that will smith shines in this role when he gets to have his own thing when he's not just trying to ape robin williams comedic style when he's allowed to just the first time that he actually connected with me and clicked with me is when aladdin wishes to be a prince And the genie's like, okay. And he starts pulling out color swatches and talking about different color palettes and throwing him on a Aladdin and just riffing on that, like a beautiful Metro fashion designer. And I was laughing in the theater and I'm like, finally, a movie live action remake has hit me in something.
1: And it was really funny too, because you could see Robin Williams doing that but he would have he would have taken it he would have taken it excuse me 30, 40 steps further and gone you know the game okay this is not fitting you very and he took it in the kind of that direction but it was Will Smith's flavor of it so I I, I completely agree with that list but um I what made me laugh was is like how he even they kind of addressed the well I could make you a prince but it means more like and he makes he just has a man appear at a... Out a thin, excuse me, out of thin air, and and in the the middle distance, he's like, "Where am I? What 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 am I doing here? Where is my castle? What is my castle?" And it's really funny too because it, apparently his color scheme is kind of greens and purples, similar to Will Smith's show back in the nineties. So Will Smith made a fresh prince <laughs> out of thin <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah. So uh. like they. I felt like they appreciated Will Smith. They didn't allow him to breathe as much in this role as they absolutely could have. I agree with that.
0: They kept, they didn't change any of the song's registers. (sighs) Change them to be in Will Smith's register. Do not make him try to do Robin Williams. Because bless him, Robin Williams can't sing either, but he can impersonate and he can. Will Will Smith, Will Smith. He, you never in the original latin you never said oh boy that sounds weird it was never a rock from moana and even the rock is pretty good too at making it it's okay that he's bad he's he's fun and lively and colorful and you kind of forget the whole can't carry a tune thing but Will Smith does know how to sing and he does know his register and if you just gave him the right range
1: that's the problem with the live action stuff is because people know these songs by heart can sing them in their sleep they know if they change one part people are going to pick up on it so if they change the register on it even to fit this character or this singer style they're going to get flack for it whether it's a lot a little bit of flack or a lot of flack you know maybe even a movie breaking flack they're they're going to catch flack for it and they're they have to make these these changes systematically. Um, they didn't make the right changes for that. And I have to agree. Now, it was worse with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Because they Ugh. did not get people who could sing. Emma Watson, bless her, she cannot sing. And you could tell because they had to use autotune a lot. Will Smith, Will Smith can sing to an extent. He's a better rapper, but he can sing to an extent. And only one part that i hear them have to use autotune okay and it was at the, it, and it was the part where it was the singing the heaviest um i think it was arabian nights
0: oh yeah the opening yeah uh my our uh, brother-in-law told us so i'm like so how was the new movie he's like if you can make it to the first 15 minutes it it gets better and <laughs> boy was that a crazy indicator we'll get more into that we're gonna try and stick with the stuff we liked and then talk more about stuff that was like what i really dig that they try to give jasmine more uh agency over her life and more interest in her country they again we'll get to the the problems later we'll get to the problems but they try they try to see it and address it
1: and i and what happens is because we have the very real and the very recent try and fail with beauty and the beast and seeing that and knowing that they tried and failed and seeing this and in even a minor success is still a big step forward. Yeah, I have to agree. I liked Naomi Scott in this role. She did a really good job. She, I, I, I don't know if there could have been a better actress for this role or not. I, I personally, I cannot think of one because I do not have a giant Rolodex of uh, especially of any actresses who would be better suited for this role. Um, because they did a really good job of not whitewashing this. Thank you, thank you for not whitewashing this. There's
0: only one white character in it, I think, and quote even, unquote. But the that is really important to note. It's a, it is successful because Aladdin is a very Popular movie, yes. But you also have to think that they could have cast this Avatar Last Airbender style. They could have whitewashed this all the way. But they instead chose to have almost entirely cast of not-white people. And that's a bold move. You normally only see that in Bollywood. They did have a fairly bankable star with Will Smith.
1: So I I think if they didn't have Well, this- that was the
0: whole thing with the original too. Robin Williams was the bankable star exactly. and it snowballed terribly.
1: Well, and it that's a whole a whole other thing.
0: If you um, haven't, we've spoken about Lindsay Ellis before. I'll go ahead and the, check uh, out her latest video, and it talks the about the guy. whole problem with Robin Williams and the SAG dispute and the marketing. There's a whole bunch of stuff all about that. And definitely, there could be other people who have talked about it as well. People have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, this is
1: this, and it's that is actually it's such an interesting story too. And I, I've seen it, but I've never seen it go that in depth and just how. And it's not the directors. It is, and it's not even. The marketers for this movie, specifically, it's the marketing team and the executives for Disney. It was Jeffrey Katzenberg. How they, how they basically said, "Okay, Robin, yeah, we'll listen to you." And then one small or two small things that Robin said or did basically set them off, and they're like, "No, you know what? Fuck you." Yeah. So that was it's it's a really really interesting story, and if it is Lindsay Ellis, which I have very much grown to respect Lindsay Ellis in the last few months, over a year or so.
0: Her Hobbit trilogy piece is a treasure and a great in-depth look at why we hate the Hobbits so gosh darn much. We're getting off Peter topic Jack- again. Yeah, it's
1: not Peter Jackson's fault. It's but, not, there's, okay, there's so, so many. Yeah, to come back to to this, um, they Will Smith is a very bankable star,
0: even with his...
1: his Really recent failures, he's still a very bankable star. He's likable. Every character,
0: every actor was affable. They were all Uh, very likable.
1: No one was miscast. Even even with Will Smith as this very huge shoes that fell, no one was miscast. I was afraid the guy who they got to be Aladdin was a little sullen at first
0: he played a different character he played a different aladdin he did and it it,
1: that could be admirable but he grew the the character was a different kind of arc uh than the original one and comparative wise you can kind of see it but i didn't like him at first and then he grew on me uh naomi scott was a just she was she was really nice i liked her a lot of course, my personal favorite has got to be Dahlia. Oh yeah, the handmaiden for Princess Jasmine. Oh my God, this actress—we've seen her on other things—and she, she's she's a comedian by trade. But my God, was she so sincere? Her delivery
0: it, was fabulous, and she was
1: fucking hilarious. Oh, oh yeah. my God, but she
0: was so good that that will be a point later about the failures of this movie.
1: Yeah. So I do want to address one more really, really big thing that I liked. And it's going to be, I know you're probably not going to agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I like the name of this
0: podcast. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I like the action scenes. I thought they were well choreographed. They, They held their own. Like the original didn't have a lot of action it did but it didn't have a lot of action it was a disney musical with some action this was an action movie with some music
0: i would disagree. disagree and the beast is not an action movie No. only at the end during the climax but aladdin's always jumping on rooftops and chasing from the guards he goes into the cave of wonders it's an action movie it's not a fighting movie but it's an action movie and we tend to lump action movie with fights as far as the fight scenes go I have a big beef honestly with uh live action choreography for these Disney movies so far it just seemed cut and CGI to death I it got really clustered I couldn't tell what was going on Iago got like giant and I couldn't tell what was happening anymore
1: see that's where I disagree when it wasn't CGI because there were some there's some points where it had to be CGI because of the carpet and everything but when it wasn't CGI'd and it was more you know in-person live action and stuff like that it was really well done, and that's because it's Guy, excuse me, Guy Ritchie. Some of his movies are, like, just wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, like, awesome stunt or choreographed uh, stunt fests, basically.
0: How about this? They didn't, they didn't speak to me. It wasn't like they were so crazy awful that I couldn't immerse myself, but there was nothing special about them to me.
1: Okay. I mean, maybe because I can appreciate them as a, someone who knows a little bit about stunt fighting and how aladdin in the original movie he was good at you know leaving leaping over rooftops and everything like that this aladdin was like a straight up parkour guy
0: very cool yeah Um, they do a lot of great stuff now that's maybe what you were thinking of i uh, will say the one jump number he does a bunch of really fabulous parkour stunts and i really enjoyed that i don't enjoy what happens midway through it and that's probably why i stopped caring how good it was executed because of changes they start making to the original source material
1: maybe and maybe let's we'll try to address that later then the set dressings the sets themselves were gorgeous but the beauty and the beast had that problem was like oh these sets are
0: gorgeous oh my god yeah, your human
1: characters are so bland.
0: Yeah, so. overwhelming, overpowering sort yeah. of vibe.
1: This one wasn't as bad. This one like was able to tone it down to uh, to a good extent. So, but it was still it showed off some of that. But I I did enjoy that. Um I enjoyed that they expanded on some of the character storylines a little bit. I won't get into it because that's more of a comparison thing. If you want to, I mean, we're we've spoiled a couple things, but we've not spoiled. I mean, it's 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 pretty. There are no
0: spoils in those Disney movies. The only like again, just to say again, Peace Dragon's is the only one I could actually spoil because it takes place in modern time and it deviates so completely differently than the original source material that it's may as well not even be the same one. It just has some characters that are similar. Um, but this follows it pretty much to a T same thing.
1: It's pretty much beat for beat. Almost there. There are some changes, but it's not, it's nothing story breaking or like what a twist or anything like that. Yeah.
0: I think we've been positive enough. Aaron, I want to get negative.
1: Do you want to do you want to take a uh, do you want to do the Sponsor Dome real quick? Okay.
0: Entering the Sponsor Dome (laughs) is the reigning champion. (laughs) Audible.com.
1: As always. If you would
0: like to enter the Sponsor Dome, consider going to our Patreon and joining our I believe great, great fans level where you can suggest what we talk about during the sponsor dome
1: I mean, you don't have to give a specific number, but I don't think it's too very high, is it? Because we're not, it we're not, not, like not the bo- we're not like the brothers. Guys,
0: we're not here to make money. We're yeah. here to talk shit.
1: <laughs> so, like, even if you want to be like, "Hey, my dog is awesome." Oh we yeah, will say, we will pit. We w- we will spend five minutes in talking about your dog. I mean,
0: we it- will pit Freckles against Audible, and Freckles will win, to be quite honest, <laughs> or will die a very normal... Noble death either which way
1: today's show is brought to you by audible audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook at a 30-day trial membership just go to audible trial.com slash married to the idea and browse the unmaxed selection of audio programs download a title free and start listening it's that easy go to audible.com audible trial.com slash married to the idea to get started today and remember that's to not the numeral two why audible Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers.
0: Today's selection is Arabian Nights. It is a drama put on by Audible, much in the vein of some of the other ones we recommended where it's not just an audiobook, but more of a radio play. And it takes some of the really popular stories from the 1001 Arabian Nights. If you've ever read them, the general story behind the Arabian Nights is that Scheherazade, is a woman who is called by the king to be his wife for one day and then killed the next day as he's done with all his wives previously. So in order to survive, she starts telling stories and says every at the end of every night, oh, you know, if only you'd let me live, I'd have another really great story for you tomorrow. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And that's why there's a 1001 Nights because she tells a 1001 tales. And it's her storytelling that actually saves her. Really cool feminist icon. But the first volume takes... Uh, uh, both Scheherazade's story and some of the other Arabian Nights, including the tale of Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. And if you're a big Disnerd, nerd, you'll know that that is the third Aladdin movie. Uh, no, Aladdin's daddy was not the Prince of Thieves, but it's nice to pretend that he is.
1: And let's be honest, that was the better of the two sequels for the animated movies, because...
0: Because one of them didn't center on Gilbert Gottfried as a parrot.
1: Yeah, and The Return of Jafar was just... It was just hot trash. (laughs)
0: Uh, We recommend it because I really like the original uh, tales, the original Arabian tales. And that's really where Aladdin came from. If you're a fan of fables, you'll also recognize that this is a giant arc that uh, Snow White has to deal with when she goes to the Arabian fairy tale lands, and there's a king there, and she, he imprisons her, and she has to start telling stories to keep alive. Um, and when she finally does get to leave, the next woman to show up is Scheherazade, and she tells him, uh, she tells her, well, just tell him stories. He seems to be pretty into that. Uh, so it's kind of like wrapping them all into that, and I really enjoy the idea of this woman telling stories to save her life. It's, It speaks to me <laughs> on a very writerly level. It's the first volume. And you can pick it up on Audible. It is uh, compiled by Marty Ross if you're looking for the right version.
1: So, if you want to listen to this, which we highly suggest, just go to audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea. Again, that's audibletrial.com/slash married to the idea. So,
0: can we be mean now? Uh,
1: yeah, we can be mean now.
0: Okay. Oh, so many things. Um, I'm going to talk, as usual, about feminism for a moment. So, here's the thing. Disney Original Disney, Animated Disney, has a problem with sexualizing its ethnic women... And we can talk about that some other time. But there's a reason that Jasmine wears belly-showing midriff's outfits in the Ridge. And I love Jasmine. Uh, she's feisty and fiery, and she doesn't want to be a princess anymore. And I think there's something so fun about her character that she tries to take agency of her life in a time where that is not acceptable. She has to be married to a prince. And she's Must like... Must be married to a prince. She tells her dad, like, listen, I if, I if I marry, I want it to be for love. And when she can't get out of this, she literally leaves the past palace to go among the people understand more about them tries to feed these starving kids she has no concept of the outside world she's been a princess all her life uh so when she's about to get killed and Aladdin saves her she keeps up with him they have instant chemistry of course and that's really cute uh But Aladdin jumps out across the rooftops, and when he turns back to help her, she's already found her way across and says, I'm a fast learner. And it's a great way of interweaving her independence and her fierceness with the character in a way that makes sense. That she would take that risk. If Aladdin can do it, she can do it. And... Even as things go on, she never succumbs to Jafar. She continuously says, "The minute I am queen, that's like I at least I can get that out of this. At least if I'm married, I will have the power to get rid of you." And she never ever tells of any man that she's open for business. She is not a prize to be won.
1: Just like another prize to be won, just like a prince
0: like you. You. Yeah, she's so fun and she catches onto aladdin's game when no one else does calls him out on it and you can tell that she's like you know he may still be telling me the whole truth but i'll i'll let it deal i'll go so we have this character who is given agency in a time that she couldn't have it and while it may be you know very 90s version of feminism it's at least fun and spunky and in keeping with our protagonist The new movie suffers from the very, very prevalent problem of telling instead of showing. They give Princess Jasmine in the remake the character trait of wanting to actually be Sultan, the first female Sultan. Cool. That's real neat. I like this idea. Her father clearly respects and understands her. She's not just some daughter for him to tell. He clearly cares about her very deeply. And she wants to be sultan. However, the problem is that she tells, she's always telling about how she's as smart as any man and that she knows all about the country and the people and she's studied and she has maps and all this and all that. But, She still makes the same mistake of giving food to hungry kids, even though she knows that that would cost money because this is a learned Jasmine now. She knows things. She wouldn't just obliviously be able to give fruit to someone. She'd be like, here, I'm paying for that. He needs food. I'm paying for that. I understand how the world works. But she doesn't. So she's still about to get, well, this one, she doesn't get her hand chopped off. It's just more like, hey, I'm going to get you arrested. Then we get the middle of them uh, running through the streets trying to get away from the guards and Aladdin goes across the rooftop and we turn back and we're waiting for Jasmine to do it and she doesn't. She's too afraid. She's too afraid to go across the rooftop and again if this was speaking to her inexperience of the outside world we might think oh yeah well she's never done anything, anything like this before. She's probably scared and this is probably terrifying and new to her. But she's not supposed to be remember she keeps telling us how much she knows about everything out there and how she'd be perfect to rule and how she has decisive ability but he has to like coax her into doing it again all good if you're trying to develop a character who needs to learn more about the world but by the end of this she shows through again talking not showing that she has the diplomatic skills necessary to be a ruler And I do like the scene where she finally tells the guard after Jafar has become sultan that he's like, listen, you have to do what's the right thing, not the lawful thing. You have to do the good thing. And that's talking, but it's also showing. It does both things. It shows her being a diplomat by talking. Yeah,
1: and and uh, being a diplomat is talking. So that's the one instance where you need to tell and not show, but it's also showing at the same time. So that's the one instance where it worked, yeah.
0: But every other instance of this Jasmine, we just hear her talking about how good a ruler she'd be without any sort of
1: reasoning like like why would you be a good roller oh because of the no why
0: show her introducing policies to her father that keep getting rejected show her enacting the policies through a group of the guards that she has turned to her side it's like listen you need to feed the people here i'm going to organize a food drive here yeah, make you sure you were literally
1: just among the people and you saw these starving kids like hey whenever we have rations that are about to go bad why don't we and we're about to throw them away, why don't we give them to the children? You know, in a a policy that we are actually trying to get installed in our society nowadays that we would connect to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it seems like, you know, I don't know why her... the, The real question is if her father is a nice person who seems to care about his country and isn't being swayed by Jafar enough to go to war just yet, then why... Is there problems in their country? And why is the movie showing us that only Princess Jasmine can fix it, even though she's not shown any way of doing so yet?
1: Yeah, why is she a better leader than her father, other than the fact that she can't be uh, mind-controlled by this stupid snake staff? <laughs>
0: I really wish again that they'd go full on with these ideas this is an idea to like say women can be strong and powerful in disney movies they can have purpose and agency in their own destiny i and i like that but they they seem to just say but we still have to sell dresses so wrap her up in the pre-dresses and give her the pretty jewelry and don't let her do too much stuff now because then the little girls couldn't think they could do it and I just i i don't know where the line is on this one. It didn't strike me as genuine this time.
1: It it, it was a weird line that they they walked because the original one she was feisty, she was she was self assured, but she had her issues. They both do. Like Princess Jasmine is one of those characters who. You want to like you want to idolize, but then you realize that she lets men control her life. She she knows that she is self aware, or not? Oh my gosh. she's becoming self aware. Uh, she is self um, actualized, re- self actualized, self reliant. Um, To a point, you know, as much as she's not a prize. Yeah, she's She's, I'm not a prize to be won. And, you know, how dare you stand around talking about me as I am some sort of object? I am a person that is not something you just trade, you know. And of course, you know, Aladdin being dumb and all that fun junk was it was funny and played for laughs. But what she says still rings true. But then she still makes these typical of the Disney princess of the princesses of the time the decisions that don't really make a ton of sense that being said I mean we're not really in the comparison mode yet this new one they tried bless them they tried they really tried to make this character more more
0: they gave her her own song she didn't have her own song in the original
1: i'm not ready to talk about that just just this just a second it's coming oh don't worry it's building
0: it's getting there it's
1: getting there um i liked the character trait that she wanted to be sultan because in the original one she didn't want to be sultan but she didn't want to be treated as an object she wanted to be treated as a person this one she wants to be treated as a person she she wants the same things as the original but she wants to be sultan too Aladdin doesn't want to fucking be sultan. Even in the original one, like you almost can see a crisis of fate like, "Oh shit, do I really want this chick? I have to be sultan to be with this chick." Uh, and he, he goes through with it, but like you almost like you almost see like like almost piecing out, you know? You almost see him thinking about it. He
0: he fell up into nobility. Exactly. And I will say Aladdin does much worse stuff to Jasmine in this movie than he did in the original. Oh, dear
1: Christ. He gets two
0: chances. He gets two chances. She comes down the stairs and says, so, uh, and what do you expect to do with all these beautiful things? Uh, what, to buy me? He says, yes. Pause. Pause. No, wait. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And you think, okay, well, he's nervous. He's This Aladdin, he plays his princely hood. He is not comfortable in it at all. At least the original one had a bit of suaveness to it where he could con man his way into acting like a prince. Cool. cool. Confident. So at least he has the idea. This one is much more like, I. this doesn't fit me. I'm not this person. It's not working out.
1: The little boy wearing his dad's suit. Very
0: much so. And... So then he gets a second chance. He says, again, yes, I wish to buy you, beat, wait, that's not what I meant. I'm like, dude, dude, that's it. You've, you've, you. That's it. No one, no chick would want to hang out with that, especially one who's been so gung-ho against men just trying to come and impress her just for her money. Then at the party... He goes and does his freaking dance moves to try and impress her, and of course, they they play it as he becomes too wrapped up in himself and impressing others, not her, and showing off, and she's not attracted to that either. So he does again and again and again. I don't know why she gives him the time of day, to be quite honest.
1: Well, what was it, Cheryl Crow who said it? That don't impress me much. Uh oh, <laughs> pretty um, much. I don't I don't think it was Cheryl Crow. I think it was someone else, but. No, I. I what, what you're saying is very valid. I I have to say this though. He gaslights her way more in this new one. Yeah, because whenever Straight she up. figures out that it's Aladdin, uh, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, like, are you really? Who are you really? And in the original, he kind of plays it off. It's like, oh no, that's just. So Uh, blah 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 blah. blah. it's like it's like one line and they kind of play it off and it's just it's not much they don't really address it too much in this one it's like a full minute that they talk about it and it's and you like and it's like oh my god he is full on gaslighting her
0: the more you expand on this script the more holes you open yourself up to this is a tight hour and a half All animated movies from the Disney Renaissance had tight scripts. Everything had purpose, direction, intent. Very little was just fluff. Some things were fun, but they were were never unnecessary. When you add an extra 30 to 45 minutes onto these and make it a live action movie, you have the very real problem of some important things getting shrunk down super small and some things getting stretched out way too long. The reason it works in the original is that it's literally one exchange why didn't you just tell me oh you know this well okay I guess and it's flirty and fun and it doesn't get pulled out and drawn out if you have to keep talking about this thing he has to continue lying to her more and more and more
1: yeah and it's in the way he turns it back on her too that's what was scary it wasn't so much that He he's like, oh, no, this is just a character. But he's like, but what about you? And it's not even so much that he said, well, what about you? It's just like how he said it. He's like, but what about you? You? And it's like, dude, you're trying to woo her, not fucking scare her
0: yeah he even says in the original you know royalty going on disguise it's a little silly it's a little strange don't you think but it's very fun and flirty like yeah
1: it's a little bit more confident and i mean you can say you almost say whatever you want when there's confidence behind it there's so that one that one was scary i to uh change uh course real quick this song this song that they threw in
0: and a reprise to that song. And the reprise
1: to this song to have uh, a contender for best original song. Lord knows why.
0: They have to make some... These movies have to get some sort of Oscar nod and they're not going to get it on the basis of script because the script's already been written. So let's give them a new song.
1: It'd be best adaptation, I think, at that point. I guess so. But even still, it's not a best adaptation at that point.
0: So the whole point... Of Speechless is that Jasmine will not be speechless. She will not be quiet. She will say something. But it takes her the whole freaking movie to say something. I... Even though she's always saying things. She makes it like this big, dramatic, like, I finally said my thing. Girl, you've been talking this whole movie. You've never been shy about your opinions before. Yeah.
1: It was, It reminds me that she felt like she... So it reminded me of Gravity Falls uh, with... Pacifica.
0: Pacifica Northwest.
1: Yeah. Pacifica, uh, she's a bully for a little bit and then she, then you actually grow to know her and you actually have sympathy for her. Um, in fact, in this episode, you realize that she's being controlled. Not like mind control, but like her actions are being controlled in a way. The way Jasmine is acting is that she is being controlled that way. And, and in, in this time, that's how it should have been. But all of her actions, all of her reactions, all of everything else shows that, no, she gets to do whatever she wants. Now, if there was any other evidence that if she went out and said something and she was like, but, but father, and he immediately shuts her down, then yeah. Then you'd be like, okay. Or she's like, well, father I had this idea. I'd like, no, you're a, you're a woman. You will not be able to. do. They never play that. They never fucking play that because they don't want to seem too misogynistic.
0: Jafar... At one point says, "You need to learn that women are meant to be seen and not heard." That is the one, like yeah, maybe twice.
1: twice they say because he he repeats it at as, the end, as, at it's the a- end. But even still, this song okay, this song is not a bad song, and in this in in, in it, but it only further proves that these other songs were not written with the. Uh, these other these new actors in mind so these these new actors had to kind of stretch a little bit whenever you have an adaptation for broadway or you have a rerun for broadway or you even have a traveling company these parts either they cast for the singing part and then they and, and also the acting part or the the songs get changed and registered so, how we were addressing that earlier, it is really strange that you have these multi-million, multi-almost billion-dollar productions, and they don't fucking change the songs. But you have this new song, this brand new song, that was written and changed either for her register or she was able to adapt her singing style or what. And it's done beautifully. I, I have to admit, this song is nice. And it probably will be a contender for Best Original Song. You stopped the entire goddamn fucking movie to shoot a music video for it? I was squirming in my seat. My poor mother, who hates watching these kind of movies with me now because I sit there and complain the entire time, is like, what? What is wrong? This hurts. She's like, just get over it. I'm like, I fucking can't.
0: I would have appreciated They freeze time. I'm okay with the freezing time idea where you get to walk around and look at the people and be like, you know, just look at them and see, how would I do this? How would I handle this differently? But then they also disappear into dust and vapor. So at the end of this movie, instead of, at the end of this song, instead of being triumphant, I will not, I'm going to do this. It's literally her sp- singing to a completely empty room. It was
1: n- so fucking unnecessary. Guy Ritchie is not a fucking music video director. Why did he direct a music video in the middle of his fucking movie? Well, Why?
0: I mean, that's what the new song, the Beauty and the Beast one, was like, too. Which one? Uh, I, now I Know She'll love Never Leave Me.
1: Yeah, okay. So here's one thing that Beauty and the Beast did better than the new Aladdin. Is that song felt way more fucking in tune with the rest of the goddamn movie. Thinking back to the original Broadway, because they had songs like that.
0: Yeah, Broadway has to always introduce a couple new songs Beast gets a couple songs in that one. Bella's is a change um, in me, which did not exist in the original movie. Yeah, and
1: what was the the other one? Um, uh, something there that wasn't there before. What was the other one? Um, human again. They added human again and the 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 uh the animation. People loved it so much they animated it.
0: Yeah, specious doesn't sound like an Aladdin song. No, it, was, it doesn't use the same beats or the same structure. It sounds like a modern day pop song.
1: And and it was shot that way too. I, I, I probably would have forgiven it a little bit more if it was shot a different way, but god damn it, it was so like early to mid two thousands pop starlet like this is my breakout song. Look at me, I'm so here. Look at me, I'm like fuck you. And and nothing against Naomi Scott, it's not her fucking fault. She did right by this music video but this shouldn't have fucking existed god damn it sorry ah that one's been boiling for a while
0: well is that why they rushed through the first 15 minutes of the movie in five (gasps) seconds oh oh my
1: god they didn't even like try to find the cave of wonders they just knew where it was the entire time it's
0: told during the song during the opening song cave of wonders is shown thief goes in gets eaten up arabian nights swirls back out it's the movie is basically saying to us, don't play dumb. You know who all these characters are. I don't have to hold your hand through any of this because you know what? We're banking on your nostalgia. I don't have to introduce to you who Jafar is or what the Cave of Wonders is. You know. I don't have to spend
1: any time on this. It's, and that's the problem with these live action remakes. It's it's not, hey, let's look at this in a new light and try to redo this right. It's, hey, Look at this picture. You remember this, what this is from? Hey, look at this picture. You remember what this is from? Hey, look at this picture. It's right in your face. You remember what this is from? God. The song, uh, the first Aladdin song, uh, uh, Street Rat.
0: Yeah. Riff Rat. One uh, Jump.
1: Yeah, One Jump. The There are fucking lines in that where he says one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. He doesn't fucking sw- step in front of the sword. It, God, there are lines in that fucking song in the in, it, it infuriated me because we watched the animated one right after this. And I'm like, they, they wrote it to be fucking animated that way. It, they worked in tandem. This one did fucking not. That's what annoyed the shit out of me.
0: It's the movie is saying it would be stupid not to have these songs in it because these songs are classics. But it feels obligation as opposed to intriguing. And you know what? More and more... I'm getting more and more interested in the freaking Mulan remake. And at first, I was very, very mad because it's not a musical. And it means they're kowtowing to uh, foreign markets and saying, oh, they don't like musicals. Oh, oh we'll, we'll take it no, away.
1: But that's the thing foreign markets fucking love musicals. Bollywood and uh, like but a China lot of Chinese China hates it. Like Korean and um, J- Japanese markets, they fucking have huge musical markets. Yeah, you're right.
0: China doesn't like it. Saint not going to be a musical now. But I tell you what... It'll have to be really different then. That's a lot of stuff cut out of that movie. That's a lot of things you're going to have to get across through visuals, as opposed to just telling everything. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know how
0: they're going to do it, and I am very sad that we're not going to have "I'll Make a Man Out of You," which is one of the oh best. Oh my god, songs. that's the
1: best goddamn yeah. pump up. You can Disney pump up song. any
0: crowd with that song.
1: Yeah, there, there, there's, there's a very short list of best pump up Disney songs, and that is near the goddamn
0: top equally weird is giving Genie a love interest which is fine I like it but the <sighs> it Genie as told in the original again we're not we're, we're comparing in an incorrect way in the original Genie wants to be free free means he's still a Genie he was always a Genie but it will be free to do what he wants to be his own master such a thing would be greater than all the treasures in all the world in this one he still wants to be free but when he gets his freedom it is implied that he becomes human, human. and if not are his children half Jin? Are all Jin just cursed humans? How what, does one what, become a yeah, Jin? What,
1: like, what? What? This raises weird questions. Like Forky, it raises weird questions that did not need to be raised in the first place. Jafar
0: became a Jin. Does that mean that Jean did something equally reprehensible early on in his life and is just now getting to the point where he is allowed to atone for his sins? Are Jins in purgatory? Is this their hell?
1: Or. Did he not atone for his sins? And he just gaslighted Aladdin throughout this entire fucking thing. Questions that we did not need to be raised in the first fucking place. So, But yes, this this love interest between the genie and the handmaiden
0: comes well out of nowhere, and it's only but on the strength of the freaking likability of these actors, because yes. they don't have any chemistry otherwise. They don't get any lines to do that. They have one conversation out in the garden together, during which time the is being distracted by Aladdin asking for help, <sighs> yeah. so they don't have any other conversations beyond that, and it's literally based on the delivery and the charisma of the actors that it comes off in any likable way.
1: Exactly. It was cute but unnecessary.
0: I'm fine with it. I think it's fun but it didn't add anything and it's once again feels like um, oh we haven't even talked about Jafar because Jafar is a completely different character in this. It, and
1: and I don't know whether that's a negative or a positive positive. and so we, this, let's talk about yeah. him and then we'll do our question okay? Because okay. the Sultan is...
0: They turned him into uh, a more, um, they turned him into Maurice less of a goof, less of a, a yeah. punchline, no. yeah. more of a likable father figure. Yeah
1: I wouldn't call him likable.
0: I, I believe that he respects his daughter and that's a step up. And that would be Sultan. Uh, So Jafar in this one... How about
1: this? He wasn't a buffoon.
0: Yes. Jafar never gets a backstory in the original. In this one, he has the same sort of skills that Aladdin does and is implied to have been a street rat, an orphan, a thief on the streets, who worked his way up to power through his own hard work. However, that's not enough for him. He's constantly being called number two and the Sultan's always saying, know your place. And... In another way, again, I don't know how this keeps happening, but somehow Disney villains are always people who work really hard to attain their goals, while the heroes are people who just fall ass backwards into their fortune. And I'm not sure what you're saying with that Disney, well, but
1: well, no, this no. Here's the thing there, there there is there's there's been a saying for the longest time is it's, there's uh, three ways of getting greatness: working hard for it, being born into it, and having it thrust upon you. It, it's always there, like it's. It's always been around like um, how whenever like uh, a, a young person gets some sort of magic and has to go into a magical community and there's always that one person that has been working since day one to work with this kind of magic or whatever. And they're always a little jealous because they've been working since day one. Yet this other person just had the magic thrust upon them. Yeah. There you go. It's that, that kind of classic story. And i I've just honestly I've just named about. 20 anime <laughs> i'm not lying at least
0: uh so Jafar worked to get where he w- is but he's never satisfied never satisfied with where he is wants to be more wants to be in charge of this country controls the sultan to try and get him to go to war he wants to go to war with these other countries and make it an empire not just a kingdom he feels that it's weakness to not take over these other peoples that it's his destiny uh he looks for his diamond in the rough and tries to get this ultimate power which is the genie and the genie says right out the gate that to aladdin you ain't the guy there's always a guy there's always a guy in charge who's got big plans... ...who dumps you the minute you've served your purpose. And is that the guy? That's the guy. Okay. So we know that Jafar is that guy. We know that he is man with the plan. But we also know that because of that... ...he will be turned to darkness because he goes down this path... ...and he'll never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. They give him a character arc that never pays off... ...because you literally have the same arc as Aladdin. You have power... And for some reason, that means you lose everything because now you've become power mad because you worked hard all your life to get it.
1: Instead of like a character arc, and you know, it's almost like you see the fall of Jafar. And I mean, that's what a a villain is supposed to have, but. And then uh, marries
0: Jasmine to make her father upset. Not because he wants to be Sultan, not because he has to marry her to do that. Literally, just, I'm going to make you watch me marry your daughter. That was like. Yeah, that was. That's real feminist. Good job, guys.
1: Yeah. And that was the problem. It's like they didn't know how to marry these two ideas together because he his his relationship with Aladdin was weirdly more strong. I, I, I,
0: yeah, it felt like they were trying to keep building this connection between them. Even when he doesn't recognize who Aladdin is and thinks he's just a prince, he's like, listen, you need to be on my side because things are about to go down and you're going to want to be yeah. with me when this goes.
1: And, it, and like, and I kind of like that he was, he was still trying to wheel and deal and everything like that. I kind of like that. Um, this interpretation of Jafar isn't bad. The original is still better. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this live action one was better because he had more depth. But and then I watched the original one. Oh, no, 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 no. The original is better.
0: He's just funny. He has he has humor. I. He's humor, but God, he, he, his every plans good Disney makes vi- sense. Every good Disney villain has that little bit of humor, whether it's by the incompetence of their lackeys or of their own way of viewing the world.
1: Right, and I and I, I want to say this, and I think you will agree with me on this, and not to put words into your mouth by any means. What we're saying is not for any lack of the actors.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that every problem we had with this movie is literally the script.
1: Yeah, I and even Guy Ritchie, there were some really cool They make Aladdin schools.
0: riff for ages on Jam. Why did they do that? That
1: was so odd. That hurt. That physically hurt. You can
0: be awkward and charming. That wasn't awkward and charming. That was just awkward with awkward.
1: That was awkward topped with awkward with a little bit of awkward sprinkled in. Every family we had with this
0: movie is literally them saying, we have to add an extra 45 minutes this thing. What are we going to do? And
1: it was unnecessary. It did not. What they added did not add anything. And I'm becoming more and more and more in love with the adage. If it does not add, it subtracts. And in the art world, visual arts... Auditory arts, uh, what we do, media arts, anything, it really rings true.
0: Aaron, do they ever go back to that framing device? Do they go back to Genie on the boat finishing that story with his children? Is that.
1: Yes. At the
0: end? Yes. I don't recall that
1: it's real s-
0: not not the actual like i mean the actual end of the movie doesn't end with them on the boat yeah boy i can't even remember s- no i think they, they they flashed to it in the middle of saying we'll have two children boy and a girl i remember seeing them again but they didn't end the movie with saying and that is the story of aladdin they didn't do that they fly off into the moon because maybe- that's how the movie that's how the original animated movie ends they forgot their framing device
1: Maybe, well, if you remember, the original one did too. Yeah, let's, let's let's be honest. But because the original one ended the entire the third movie the same way, we
0: we we think back on it more that complete because they did remember that. Not really. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess they did forget. But at the same time, it's
1: okay. Well, how about this?
0: The reason I think that it's worse they forgot the framing device is because the original one the he never comes back to narrate the the, the merchant never comes back to narrate we never flash back to him telling the story we never see him within the confines of this story but we know that that's the genie and we know he exists in this story and well, we know that these characters will show up again
1: it's it's canon now yeah but originally it was Oh, i mean, the, just- I mean
0: the live action
1: Oh right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant in the animated. No, one. No, 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 Why that shit? I action? mean, it, it is canon. Like the the director. The merchant have, is
0: the genie. Yeah,
1: the, that, and that's yeah. cute,
0: and that's fun, and it's fun to think about. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Four fingers, these blue and red turban. It all adds yeah, together. They're
1: actually that's how they were. They're actually that's how they were going to frame the whole thing. And then the, there was a reason they didn't finish it that way. There there was a specific reason they couldn't they couldn't do it, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I don't – I thought they – I thought they came back to the boat, but maybe – I don't they think didn't.
0: they do. Um, Alan Tudyk plays a bird again uh, in a Disney movie.
1: Least useful use of Alan Tudyk I've seen yet.
0: And I ap- I appreciate for some reason now even more the character of Iago from the original. I did not like this just I don't, Gilbert barely Godfrey, sentient bird.
1: Gilbert Gottfried, you have to use Gilbert Godfrey the right way. The original used him the right way.
0: Yeah, I liked him being a sidekick, not just a bird who repeated random things. You know, Abu has the same level of, you know, cheekiness. They they tried they tried to give it that. Again, the whole problem of too realistic animal, you can't let them talk, so...
1: Yeah, and that's that's where... That's, that's where, where Lion that King's of... going to
0: trip and fall right out the gate. I don't... It ain't going to make any sense, guys. They're going to look like real lions with peanut butter in their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. I swan to John, we are going back to 101 Dalmatians territory here. All we need is Glenn Close to show up in a fur coat. Woof, woof,
1: <laughs> That might be my favorite bit that we've ever done, ever. All right, yeah, let's do the question. Let's
0: do the question, because you've become more and more angered at this movie as this has progressed, and you may now hate it, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't hate it. I What makes me still believe slightly in this movie is the actors and actresses, because they... All of them, the, the ones that I can think of at the top of my head, except for the, this one is whatever. But the Genie, Aladdin, Jasmine, Dahlia, Jafar, um, the the those top five are alone worth it. Uh, the set pieces are good. The songs are okay.
0: Very much like a Prince wrinkle.
1: Prince Ali was kind of a fun live act it wasn't as good as the original but it was still fun and i like the part when he's like trying to get the sultan to actually like dance a little bit oh
0: that was fun and then he does do the whole turn into a woman in the brothel that was fun which was great
1: that was was cute just to see will smith do that i'm like are they gonna do that oh they did. that you never had a friend like me was cool because the actual actor did do a lot of the dancing in that that Oh yeah that was cool
0: um i in much the same problem as a wrinkle in time Giant people look really weird. Yeah, but it It, works. There are things you can do in animation that you cannot do in real life, and that just looked very, um, you know, the really scary anime, very Attack on Titan. It was just very creepy.
1: (laughs) Deep cut there. (laughs) So I'll present the question to you, so you can go first, and I'll go second. Um, so Elizabeth, if you could make the live action remake of aladdin how would you make it
0: all right i'm gonna step back from this even crazier i want this movie to be about uh there's a reason this movie is not about jasmine because if this was sold from jasmine's point of view uh, aladdin would be a scoundrel who tries to lie his way into power only to be shown for deception uh it would be passengers is what it would be if it was from jasmine's point of view oh yeah, it would be like, if you told us from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective, this whole thing turns into a horror movie. It's only because we're doing it from Chris Pratt's perspective that we're like, oh, oh, isn't it sad that he's all alone on the ship? Oh, it's okay that he woke someone else up to die up here alone with just him for company. It's fine.
1: I didn't, I never knew that.
0: You never watched Passengers? I've
1: never seen Passengers. Sorry. I didn't know that he woke her up.
0: Yeah. And it's still a love story. What the actual thing. I know, and it's only because of the two most likely people in Hollywood acting it that everyone's okay with it. <sighs> okay. Okay, here's what you do to fix Aladdin. If you want to address the bad faith criticism of the original, that's fine. I like that Jasmine wants to be the sultan. I want to see more of it. I want to see her father being old and aging. That's why he's susceptible to this staff hypnosis. I want Jasmine to be pretty much...
1: In the original, he's fairly old, so I can see that, yeah.
0: But he's old in a kooky sort of way, not in a control over my faculties sort of way. I want Jasmine to be pretty much ghost running this country for him
1: oh yeah like um there's a bunch of conspiracy theories that like um uh eleanor roosevelt was running the country uh there near the end of fdr, yeah, that, that FDR wasn't
0: even alive anymore and she was doing most of the stuff for him that he was holed up somewhere as a vegetable yeah like there's all yeah. sorts of stuff i i want jasmine to be able to be in her own but still feeling like she has to be silent because all these uh, proclamations have to go through her father's hand. She can't say that she's in the country. No one would be okay with that. They play this long con about her not being the princess, but being the princess's handmaiden. Uh, Chuck that out the window. I don't know what it was doing there. It's more fun in the original to be like, oh, the princess? Oh, gosh, you never have any interest in me. And then him trying to prove himself. Let's see. Carpet's great. Always have carpet. Never get more carpet, please. More carpet. Keep the songs. I would want Will Smith to rap. If I was given this cast and say, what do you do to fix this movie? I would have Will Smith rap. I would have him do more dancing. I would have him do more of the comedy that he's comfortable with and then have the writers work around that let him go into the booth for six hours see what comes out and then say okay yeah let's go with that in much the same way that they built the role around robin
1: because then it could still be an original song at that point
0: yep you could still do yeah you could have a rap version of friend like me you imagine how well that would sell on the soundtrack
1: especially in like Will Smith's version or not, not Will Smith's version. Cause he version talk of rap, raps. It's Yeah. It's like, Hey, Hey, ho, ho, treat your parents right. And go to bed on time. Hey, Hey, ho, ho. you know, like his old fresh Prince style of rap. Yeah. Know? I think that'd you know, be super go, like, fun. Miami, the place where the heat is on, you don't know, even have to go like <laughs> go far back, you know,
0: I would also hire a Bollywood director to direct these dance moves. Uh, these, these giant productions. Or at least a a,
1: a Bollywood cinematographer.
0: Yes, you yes. Know? Something with action and and pomp. Like uh, when you pull back from Prince Ali from that number, you realize this whole thing is taking place in. Oh, like 500 feet of of square because they can't move the elephant too far, guys. So literally the gates open and the gates are literally 500 feet from the palace walls. And the thing is just a slow, very slow procession all the way up. When in the original, you think, oh, they had to go all the way from the edge of town through the streets up into the center of the square. It was a
1: parade. It
0: was a huge parade. And this one, it was like, it's a set. Got to stay inside the bounds of the set, guys. Can't go too far from the set. I think I would just mix all the good qualities of Princess Jasmine because she was the one that really irked me the most. If we could get her spunkiness from the original but her desire to be sultan from the new, I think we'd have a much more solid movie. And please stop letting Aladdin gaslight her the whole time. Let her let her be totally impervious to the genie's magic. Let her see him, see him true because she was the one who knew him before for what he is and be like, yeah, I know you. He's like, uh, uh, what do you mean? She's like... Yeah, you're you're that guy like, from the market. Like
1: be like, Yeah, I know you and he's like, What? You've heard of Prince Ali? And she kinda like gives him a look yes i've heard of prince ali and like she knows who he is but decides to play along with it like maybe he stumbles
0: in on her ruling the kingdom in her father's place and he Uh, sees that and she's like exactly like a little tryst that they have to do and they grow more and more and she starts teaching him how to best rule a country and he shows her what truly needs to be done because he lives on the streets all the people who are in poverty Uh, and the people who need help uh And and just play that more and more and more and have this sultan. Maybe the sultan is uh, maybe the maybe Jafar is uh, the king's son. Maybe he wants to be sultan and he's just a, a just playing with the dark arts and magic and he thinks that's the way to save the place and that's why he's so tired of being number two because he's supposed to be sultan. You'll but... never
1: be as good as your father is a pretty a pretty loaded saying or pretty loaded phrase.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think just in. If the look of this movie has the culture i would throw even more culture into it like it's fictional car- place but i would like have more um more hijabs and more uh headpieces well, and that's, more that's the thing cool thing is, is
1: robes back, back then hijabs weren't a thing hijabs are actually a fairly modern uh,
0: it's the, the uh, 60s 70s uh in then in the 1600s and before uh heads were covered in both France and India and like women always had their head covered in some way it was a modesty thing not not a religious thing a modesty thing right
1: yeah kind of like the the bathing suits were like Full four my,
0: lengths. Yeah, when I went to school uh, or when I went to some of my friends' houses and they were fr- their families were from India. And I'd see the pictures of them all dressed up in these crazy elaborate gold fringy uh, pieces of clothing. I'm like, that was really cool. And they tried with this, but they made it very European, like low cut bodice top yeah, shirt like it
1: was still it was still through a European man's eyes.
0: Yeah, it's like it's not harem pants, but it's still very much uh what a a, a white man would want to see their Indian ethnic women to look like.
1: Yeah. I mean like you know and I get that like even when Like Aladdin um, gets a
0: shirt and she doesn't get something that is appropriate for the desert.
1: <laughs> like Dahlia has a very uh, uh conservative outfit, but it's still tight fitting. They wouldn't wear that shit back then, you know. Like, tr- don't be like specifically time appropriate, but be a little bit more pro- time appropriate. You know. Yeah,
0: it's honestly, it's not a woman have to be conservative thing. It's more so like, um, it's like how Captain Marvel didn't once have to show her cleavage to be a badass, and it was never once questioned why she didn't do that. She just wore clothes. And yeah. it wasn't a thing. This felt like Disney selling dresses to little girls to show this is what women look like. Look how beautiful she is. Don't you want to look like her? Here's her jewelry you can buy for forty four ninety five.
1: Isn't that what Disney does yeah. all the time?
0: Ain't it the truth?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I, I I like that. That's a that's a very uh, cool take on it. But that's still with that same story with. You know, Princess uh, Jasmine and Aladdin and everything like that. Yeah,
0: if I have to play by Disney's rules, I'm going to assume they kind of want the same story. So I would try to change up character motivations to keep the story intact.
1: Right. And it's, I mean, that's still playing fast and loose with it just a bit, too. Um If it were up to me, I would actually take the approach of, you know what? No, I'm not going to do the same old story. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to look at the dynamics. They did touch on it just a hair. I want to look at the parental um, relationships. Jasmine talks about her mother um, a few times, and uh, Aladdin talks about her mother a few times. I would either change to have... I don't necessarily want Jafar to be his father, but maybe bring... Aladdin's father back into that picture because the uh, Aladdin and the Prince of Thieves or the 40 Thieves uh, that one, that movie actually does a really good job in kind of presenting this relationship that was never really even talked about before. Um, and, 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 Disney movies is a weird thing with um, main male protagonists and their fathers, even even sometimes with female protagonists and their fathers.
0: Marvel uh, has it too. They got daddy issues, something they, fierce. Uh, yeah,
1: daddy issues are rampant. Only recently <laughs> have they been okay with father figures, uh, with Yondu and uh, you know Iron Man. Um, and then took a lot of retconning. Yeah, so. I would love to see something along those lines and maybe not even bring the royal princess into it or bring it into it where that's how he gets the lamp is less of like Jafar as the vizier is how he goes. And maybe his father is the one that finds the Cave of Wonders and betrays him or his father tries to save him and isn't able to and thinks he's dead.
0: Like maybe they go find the Cave of Wonders when he's a boy and the dad gets trapped inside and, and uh, Aladdin can't figure out how to get back in and he spends his whole life trying to finally figure it out. Okay, I'll get back in. Gets inside, nothing left in there but a lamp.
1: Oh, and his
0: dad's the genie. Detective Pikachu, all in this bitch.
1: Oh man, mean, you took you took this like this little nugget that I had, and you made it blossom. That was
0: good. Because Genie and Aladdin have a great, great relationship in both of these. They really try hard to make sure that that's like a core relationship we care and, about. And, and
1: in the, in this new one, they do a good job with it too. I do, I do want to commend them on that. So, because apparently in the original, they actually did want Aladdin to have a mother. They they even wrote a song for her, but they actually wrote out the character and thus wrote out the song.
0: Aladdin has to be abandoned, alone. That's why no one sees him. If they looked closer, they'd find out there's so much more to me. If he had a parent, the parent would look closer and be like, well, honey, I know that you're important. Well, yeah,
1: but that's and that's I understand I understand that's where that comes from, but proving yourself to your parents is a, a pretty good motivator too. It's uh, proving yourself to the world. It's a pretty good motivator, but it's still actually pretty shaky. Proving yourself to the person that gave you life or the person that raised you. We have 100 examples from Marvel and Disney as of late that are really good reasons of why that would work. So I I just – I always liked – the the third installment of the Aladdin animated uh movies so that would be why I would want to look at that specifically
0: well, I like the whole idea of Aladdin uh, and Jasmine traveling around the world uh finding adventures and treasure and uh, thought was like a fun sort of Way to go about with those characters. Weird that they weren't married in that. I kind of thought they were. I assumed they were. And then, of course, it sounds fun to find out you're they're not married until the third movie for some reason.
1: It's time for a wedding
0: in <laughs> Agrabah. It's a party in Agrabah. It's a party. It's a party. Uh, oh. Here's where Aaron's very most favoritist joke com- comes from. Oh, Osiris. Osiris. Ah! Uh, and your name is
1: uh thor thor well it hurts
0: like tall so robin oh robin that's that's how you make this movie better uh bring robin williams back from the dead
1: this is brought to you by sand it's everywhere get used to it oh my
0: gosh he's just so lovely he's just so wonderful i miss him
1: so that's that's our what would be our interpretations of it so i the series was the animated series was actually Decent too, so. Um, that, we yeah. had
0: discussed several things uh, while watching these movies. One, Genie's alignment would be uh, chaotic, good. Yeah. Uh, two, is there any character powerful yeah, enough no within no. the Disney car- uh, canon to take on the genie?
1: The answer is no.
0: No. Um, we decided that maybe Maleficent.
1: She would be the one of the few that would be able to hold her own. Like her and Merlin, I think, could hold their own against yeah, him. Yeah, her and Merlin
0: or the fairy godmother. Because we never really get to see the extent of her powers. But it sounds like she has pretty good... So that she has like a pretty good. I, w- skill I would say set.
1: I would say Maleficent Mer- number one, Merlin number two, and Fairy Godmother a low three, but uh, just because her powers seem to be
0: we don't know uh,
1: like making blonde young women happy, uh,
0: <laughs> which is a power in and of itself.
1: Yeah, but yeah, because he has phenomenal cosmic powers. No other character has that. Which- uh,
0: Chernabog. We did not even good discuss- We haven't even thought about Chernabog.
1: That would be the ultimate battle like that one like might be like a a hand to hand. I still think Genie would come out on top because, again, Genie can make people mad. So my last my last complaint in the original Genie doesn't know what Aladdin is doing. Aladdin thinks like, oh, wait, I'll uh, trick Jafar in becoming a genie. And genie's like, what are you doing, Al? I'm like, stop it! And uh, it shows Aladdin's smarts. Like, yeah. the whole
0: point of him being a street rat is that he improvises. He has to come up with a plan and a way to survive. He's figured it out time and time again. And, and in it,
1: this new one, it's the genie's idea.
0: And and again, like the carpet goes to save him. Carpet goes into the tower that gets sent off to Siberia, and then Aladdin saves him to get them back. And this one, the genie sends the carpet again. Kind of fudging the whole, I can't help you unless you make a wish sort of vibe. The genie keeps, again, yeah, an extra 45 minutes. Genie yaddy says, yaddy. oh, I can't, I can't help you. But then he does a ton of stuff that it could be considered help.
1: Yeah. That's, there's, they they, they, I mean, the first ones get, toes some lines. The second one toes some lines. So it's kind of like, they toe different lines and you're kind of like. You
0: just don't question <sighs> it in the yeah, first one.
1: Not as hard help with that. Plus, let's be honest. If the genie had a gender and he had a sexuality, he'd probably be in the Pride Parade this weekend.
0: <laughs> well, I will say that the Pride community has really embraced, uh, has always really embraced the Disney villains. And because they're usually flamboyant, over the top, really fabulous. Uh, we've got Ursula, we've got Scar, we've got Radigan. They've, they've always really like embraced them. Hades embraced them as their own. So I
1: get it. I get
0: it. I I get get the the concept. concept. So we are—they already have a—they already have a great amount of people to be like, "These are ours."
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, there's one more to add for you, (laughs) because they even make a joke about it in the the outtakes. If you have the Blu-ray, they have the genie outtakes, and it's just so so nice, such worth a watch. So oh i think we've
0: gets close to our beauty and the beast review the link for this one it's getting there
1: yeah but i think we'll we'll uh we'll try to cut it off here so this is only
0: gonna get worse if you Aaron. Have any,
1: yeah if you have any ideas uh for our summer of disney feel free to add them below we are uh we still have a couple of ideas um, there's still a
0: couple movies coming out
1: yeah there's there's two very specific movies that we have to go see
0: i've learned since beauty and the beast you just keep that balled up inside you. You, you, you press just, it you, you, deep, yes, deep down. What you
1: do is you take your feelings and you put them in the pit of your stomach, and then when you get new feelings, you put them on top, and then you just you just keep piling them on. So it's the young you people way. Ideas, we'd be happy to hear uh, any uh, summer Disney. And of course, we we like to keep it to Disney, but it, it doesn't have to be animated. It can be live action. It can be you know any obviously with holes. Last week, so uh, but yeah, feel free to. Throw a a recommendation in the comments below. If you want to be a Patreon. hit up those links and then check out our uh, recommendation for Audible. But I think I've uh, stretched this out long enough. This next one's going to hurt. Until next time, she's been Elizabeth.
0: He's been Aaron. And and we're we're married married to to the idea. idea.